Welcome to episode number 59 of the Power 5 podcast. On this week's episode, we rank our top five mascots. My name is Kevin, and we've got Brant back in the saddle after a week off. Colin's ready to talk a little fashion, and Christian is ready to sing a song. But more importantly, we've got a tremendous guest joining us on the pod this week. We've got play-by-play announcer for ESPN, the ACC Network, and the SEC Network, Mr. Sam Ravitch. Sam, thanks so much for joining the Power 5 podcast. Thanks for having me on, guys. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. This is going to be good. Absolutely, man. Well, listen, obviously you're a sports guy working for ESPN. I know that's a big part of your life. Sports is obviously a big part of our lives, too. And uh, unfortunately, we've had a, a sad last couple of days, man, with Major League Baseball. Do you got any thoughts on this? Are we going to work a deal out? Are we going to have some baseball here soon? Wait, what are your thoughts? I think I would love to say that we will have a deal done soon. Um, I think that would be awfully naive to think that we'll be playing baseball uh, coming up, I don't know, even in April. I, th- I think uh, it might sound pessimistic, but from what we've seen from the two sides, um, there was clear animosity on both sides. And look, I, I think, you know, it hurts obviously the fans a ton. The idea that the owners aren't going to feel any uh, hurt is, is a lie. I think they will. And it hurts the players. And, and I started my career in minor league baseball. I know a lot of those players. I've been in touch with some of them. And, and look, it's just, it's just kind of a disappointing thing because baseball, regardless, regardless of what your favorite sport is, it just feels like a lot of people have emotional ties to baseball. And it just brings out, I don't know, just kind of that, that sentiment that it's, you know, America's pastime. And, you know, there's always, there's always the, the smells, the sounds of the ballpark that, that just bring you back to the game. I don't know if that's going to happen this time. I feel like it's, you know, you're kind of on that last straw with a lot of fans who aren't necessarily diehard watch nine inning of baseball fans. And they don't, that's really sad. I, I think the, the biggest emotion I felt yesterday when, when we realized the deal wasn't getting done was just, you know, sad. I think that was kind of the overwhelming emotion of a lot of people. I saw on your Twitter today, said, man, for like, You've got Trout basically calling them out, but saying yeah. they're not—they're not really coming to the table in good faith. I mean, you can't have the face of your sport. You yeah. know, they're—they're just—they seem so far away. I'm—I'm I'm like you. I don't even know if they'll be playing in early April. You know, maybe not even April at all. No, and that was kind of my point on Twitter. Is um, from somebody who doesn't talk a whole lot, a guy like Mike Trout, who's very quiet, right? Uh, who we say is the face of the game when he speaks, like. Yeah. There's some there's some value to there, you know. And, Absolutely, and, and I think there was. Well, I, think I would the say players are a band together as close yeah. as they've, they've been. I mean, Brent, you mentioned Trout. I mentioned my face of the game. Bryce Harper said he's going to play in Tokyo. Yeah, and I and I don't think he's I don't think he's even joking. He's <laughs> exactly. Right. I think that's the craziest part. It's like he, the the guy's a baller, man. He just wants to play ball, and if he's not going to have the opportunity to do that here, he'll find somewhere else. Heck, I did I did some KBO baseball games when we didn't have base we didn't have any sports yeah. and, I, and just the sheer love of the game they have over there. Hey, you know yes. why not give it a shot? Around what's, crowds. What's a little bit scary for a sport that has made some strides and probably picked up some fans coming out of COVID? Like, there's no summer of '98 waiting on the other nope. side to like pull this thing back in. I mean, so it I don't know, man. It, it's going to be a tough time for the sport. I'm afraid if this lingers too long. Yeah, I'm with you, and and it's just sad. It's it's really sad, and it, I think it hurts a lot of people. And think about all of, you know, like it, it doesn't just hurt the players, the fans, the the owners. 
a lot of people rely on that as a job, whether it be spring training, vendors, uh, you know, there's so many other people involved in this that it's short-sighted just to think of those three entities of players, fans, and owners. This is, this is going to hurt. There's something about the Braves winning a world championship that leads to or comes out of a lockout of some sort. So, I mean, you know, if this is what it takes for the Braves to have won a, a World Series, then I'm I'm for it. Yeah, I'll we allow sold that. our souls. Did you, did you see? I was this is completely completely uh, sidetracking, but I was reading today that the anyone have any idea who the highest paid player is going to be this year? With no players, Bobby Bonilla. Incorrect. It is not Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> I, 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 looked, I, I listened to this and I was shocked. It is Bruce Suter, who was a closer for the Braves like 30 years ago. Wow. What? He had he had just kind of worked out a deal. So he gets a balloon payment of like $9 million this year. Wow. Um, Unreal. So wow. He sounds like Will Muschamp. Never heard yeah, of this. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, and just kind of as Kevin mentioned in, in some of the, the pre show, you know, I've dabbled with some mostly public address announcing at, at various sports. Just kind of curious, you know, kind of how you first made your, your way into the industry. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, I grew up with it. You know, having a dad who worked for ESPN now, what is it, like 30 years? You know, I grew up kind of living around a lot of those people. And uh, we grew up, you know, probably 10 minutes from campus um, in Bristol, Connecticut. So a lot of my friends and some of my best family friends were in the ESPN family. And to me, I mean, as a young kid, that was just kind of normal. That's just kind of what I do. Obviously realizing later that was incredibly fortunate and lucky to, to have that uh, ability to do that and, and go in and see all the shows and you know, meet people and become friends with some of those people there. But, you know, the sports broadcasting thing for me really didn't enter probably until college. I actually wanted to be more on the writing side. I found that really interesting. I was a sports editor for my high school paper and I was looking at, you know, communication schools and, you know, schools that were kind of high on the level there. And so as that kind of progressed, I dabbled into, well, maybe, you know, we can get into the broadcasting stuff and see if we like it. And a lot of, at a lot of the bigger schools, you're not really able to do the broadcasting stuff until your junior senior year and even some of the writing stuff. So I, and I kind of just wanted to get my hands dirty, a smaller school allowed me to do that. So I went to Pepperdine, not only because of the program there, but um, I was tired of the cold growing up in Connecticut and just kind of wanted to, to get out a little bit. So we went about as far as you can go. And uh, that's where I kind of started doing everything and it just kind of took off from there. Is baseball your preferred sport to call or? It's tough, man. I started doing soccer this year for ESPN. I really love doing that. I mean, I played, you know, about every sport you can imagine growing up. So baseball was, I think, my first love for sure. Like a lot of us. I love college basketball. We're going to think of it now. But there's just, yeah, like I was saying earlier, there's just something about baseball. No matter how many you know, things we dislike about the sport. There's just always something that brings you back. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Sam, do you have any memories, I guess, of, from your childhood, any like, you know, sports celebrities that you met, any personalities, anything that really sticks out to you, any kind of those stories? There's a great story I've, I've told before, uh, actually a lot of times it was when I 
was about nine years old and the Red Sox were in the World Series. I think it was 2004. And I had uh, begged my mom to allow me to go with my dad to Fenway to go, you know, watch the game and watch the show. And if you've ever been to Fenway or seen a game, there's this little area up in the back over right field fence, all the way up at the top in the nosebleeds. That's where the baseball tonight set was for the game. So I was allowed to go and sat on the set. You know, I was nine years old at the time. I didn't really understand what was, you know, the, the, the hugeness of, of what was happening, but you know, I sat on the set, we watched the game. I ate like five hot dogs. And after the game, it was, must've been like two in the morning. Baseball tonight goes on during the show. When it was live, I was actually underneath the set, under my dad's feet, hugging a space heater while they were, you know, live. And I think at some point, I've never found the tape to this, but I really would like to. At some point, my foot comes out from underneath the desk, and you can see it on 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 TV. And I, and the produce and the director was losing his mind because there's no reason to say anything. <laughs> but um, you know. It's just those kind of things that like, that's awesome. You know, I'll never, I'll never forget that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Very cool. I got a, uh, a, a random question for you. Who wins in a bar fight, Steve Levy or Scott Van Pelt? Good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm, I'm good friends with both of them. So I would never want to see them fight. There's just, <laughs> there's some, SVP is very tall. He Steve is. Levy He's is, a big is, guy. Is a, is about my dad's size, um, which is short. So I'll go. With, he I'll might go, with go low. You're <laughs> right. Off. You're right. Go, go in SVP. And, and here's, like you, here's you another question we tend to ask our guests as well. Would you rather take a punch to the face from Mike Tyson during his prime or a roundhouse kick from Conor McGregor to to the side of your face? Well, neither. I mean, both would have me in the hospital, right? Yeah, so yeah. Let's just say that you're not. I mean, you're not dying. You're surviving these things. You just got to deal with the with the suck of it. Oh yeah. I think there's more potential for a roundhouse kick to the noggin from McGregor to miss a little bit. You know, like that seems a little <laughs> bit more wild than a, than a Mike Tyson like right up in your in your chili, like you know, throwing a punch. That's gonna that's gonna lay. Like I'll take my odds with a roundhouse kick from McGregor. Yeah. Yeah, like you and it, everyone man. else on the planet except for Kevin. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the losing side of this, and you know, we're gonna go to a lightning round right now, real quick before we get into our mascots. And I happen to be on the losing side of this too. So here's your first lightning round question. Just gonna throw out yep. some random random stuff, just off the noggin, man. You you let me know. All right, here we go. We got Moe's Southwest Grill or Chipotle. Chipotle. Your favorite sportscaster. I'd be, I'd be remiss if I didn't say Vince Scully, but I love I love listening to a good Gus Johnson. Okay. All right. Love that. Hey, it's March the – Yeah, March the 7th today is National Cereal Day. So, what's your favorite cereal? Captain Crunch. Oh, dude, yes. That's what I'm talking about. Horatio, yes. All right. What's your order at Starbucks? See, I grew up in Connecticut, and we, we do dunks up here. So All right. What yeah. you got there? You have to uh, a, a black coffee, which my wife says tastes like water. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> All right, black There's coffee. Something good is. about the double the double smoked bacon at Starbucks is good, though. I mean, I'm not a big coffee guy, but I'll go okay. for the food. Okay. All right. Hey, what are you watching on TV right now? What are we watching? 
you know what we've been doing is diving back into like 90 sitcoms yeah so like we've been we've been like everybody loves raymond at night oh, right now love which it. is super underrated seinfeld's always great hey you speak in collins language talking about everybody loves raymond marie love barone it. love it i mean she's the goat yeah all right here we go what's your favorite band or music group i'm a big country guy you guys are like so i'm, I'm a big eric church guy mm-hmm. um yeah I like to be a good Brooks and Dunn, kind of old school, but Man. I also like Luke Combs. Can I'm we sign about. this guy up full I time mean, on the pod? He <laughs> might replace me I because mean, you I'm like everything you. these guys love here. Everything. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're going to finish with this. What is your go-to road trip snack? I've been a big Chex Mix dude recently. I like bold Chex Mix, so I'll go there. You can't go wrong with the Pringles, though. I'm not a big candy guy, though. I mean, I'm kind of a salt, salt dude. Yeah. Hey, Chex Mix Bold, nothing wrong with that. Colin likes those trolley yeah. gummy worms. I'm a Chex Mix guy, too, but the original. <laughs> all right. All yeah, right. Original, yeah. Hey, well, thanks for playing along. Tonight, guys, we are ranking our top five mascots of all time. Looking forward to this. Christian is going to lead us off. We got Brant going second tonight. I will go third. Sam is going fourth, and then Colin, you are closing us out tonight in the fifth spot. Number five. All right, guys, tonight we're talking our top mascots. And, you know, when we talk mascots, I'm going to give you my criteria. Uh, This could be across all sports. Uh, We're talking anything from college sports to all the way to the NHL, guys. So I'm going to span a lot of different sports tonight and really kind of tell you my top mascots again who I'm going to choose this this may be the actual character really just trying to go for what that mascot is what it's known for it may be an original it may be one that's only been around for a couple years so without any further ado uh, we're recording this on March the 2nd so I had to wish a happy birthday to Reggie Bush today and the reason I wish him a happy birthday is because this goes right along with my number five And my number five pick is actually from the USC Trojans, their mascot, Traveler, who is the noble white horse or steed that appears at all of the USC home football games with the regal Trojan warrior wielding his sword. And when he comes out there, for me, these guys know I'm a big USC Trojans guy for the last few decades and uh, really just an awesome event. And just to let you know the history behind it, this actually became the mascot in 1961 against Georgia tech. There was a time when USC was playing Georgia tech. So very interesting times indeed. Uh, But give me traveler coming in at number five fight on Lincoln Riley. I expected that to make the list for you. Better than Tommy the Trojan, okay? I had to go with the classic regal white steed. Hey, I'm not surprised either. I would say that's off the grid for anybody but you, but from a cool factor, a a top five worthy, I think. Fan of the live animals too, right? Yes. Can't go wrong. I like it. Good (laughs) pick, Christian. All right, coming in number five for me. So criteria for me. I'm just doing an MLB boycott. I'm not going to pick anything that Manfred has anything to do with. Some of my favorite mascots like blooper, but I'm just not going to pick them. Staying away from Major League Baseball. So that's my criteria. And I tried to go a little bit off the beaten path here. So I would be surprised if this one comes back. But number five is going to be Pay Dirt Pete of the University of Texas El Paso. Yes. 
Dude is just a baller. Like like everything else, fun in 2020. Of course, some years back, we had to take the cigar out of his hand and put in a pickaxe. But give me pay dirt, Pete. He's just a really cool mascot. And I, I've, in my, in, I've always kind of liked him. You don't see El Paso games on that much. But uh, when you do, he's, he's, he's a baller. Big pickaxe. He's just running the sidelines. So. Dude, I oh, love God. that. Yeah, I had never heard of Pick, what's his name again? Pick at Pay Dirt P. Pay Dirt P. Yeah, Pay Dirt which P. is why I picked him. I mean, but I mean, great. yeah, exactly. Exactly. I stumbled across a couple names like that, and it was hard for me not to pit, put those in there just because it's, I mean, it's kind of hilarious. But uh, I like that pick, man. UTEP. Pay Dirt Pete. All right. Here we go. Coming in, or first of all, criteria. Man, a little bit of mix, a little bit of like nostalgia, some some mascots that I remember really being into when I was growing up to mascots that get me hype when I'm at a, a, a game that I've personally been at to also entertainment value. So that's kind of the area that that I'm going to be swimming in here for my top five. Again, I was considering people like pay dirt Pete for a little bit, but I was like, man, I can't stick them in my top five, but here we go. Coming in at number five, we're going to start out with Bevo, the Texas longhorn steer. I mean, probably one of the toughest looking animals out there. I mean, just an absolute behemoth of an animal currently guys. I don't know if y'all know this. It is Bevo the 15th. That is currently uh, for Texas. I had no idea about this, but doing my research, Texas original mascot was a pit bull. Did y'all know that name? Pig. Pit bull named Pig. But thankfully, they moved to the Longhorn named Bevo. 2016 was the 100th anniversary of Bevo. Absolutely love seeing seeing, uh, this big Longhorn on the sideline. Here we go. Number five, Bevo. Oh, yeah. Bebo, like classic. I mean, you know, but I hate the, the longhorns. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Horns <laughs> horns down. All right, so I did I did indulge Major League Baseball here and go back to my roots a little bit in minor league baseball. So I started in the Eastern League, which has some of the best names in minor league baseball. So, and, and, and my team will be in there later. But one of the teams we played all the time, and it's a recent name, to minor league baseball is the Hartford Yard Goats. Yard Goats. One of the strangest yes. names in minor league baseball. And, you know, if you'll kind of indulge me, imagine having to call a home run for someone who plays for the Hartford Yard Goats. You know, I mean, it puts you in a different different dimension there. So that's my number five. There are some wild minor league baseball names for sure. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Alan, was it you that had the hot take one time on on bacon making its way into minor league mascot names or team names or uniforms or something? It it was around the um, excessive theme nights and the mm-hmm. uniforms that come from those theme nights. I'm just a little bit more of a purist <laughs> to be okay with that. But I, I mean, I get the concept. But yes, that that was what that discussion revolved around. There's a team called the Iron Pigs uh, near my hometown of Allentown in Pennsylvania, and every single mascot is a different piece of meat. And uh, a cousin of mine sent me all the stuffed animals. So if you want, I can give you the ham hocks, you know, maybe the sausage links, you know, whatever you want, Colin. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take you up on that. (laughs) So criteria for me, I'm mostly focused on 
the actual mascot, but I do have a couple that are, are a little bit more nickname based just for various reasons, kind of like Kevin. Uh, I want a mix of entertainment value, some that I had seen in person, as well as just, just some impressive aspects of it. So number five for me, maybe a little bit off the grid, but I've always been obsessed with the thundering herd and specifically mm. of Marshall. I just love the thundering aspect. I, I got, you know, a degree from Gardner Webb where they're the running bulldogs. I just love those little, those little additions adjectives. to the to the yeah adjectives thank you christian to the to the, mascot, verb. To the <laughs> I don't know what it whatever is. it is whatever it is but yeah marco the bison uh specifically at marshall officially got became the thundering herd there in 1965 although it really went all the way back to the mid 1920s uh when it was tossed around but i think they officially voted on it in 1965 so thundering herd of marshall coming in at number five for me like what you did there, Colin. I like that. That's kind of different, right? It's kind of a, it's a cool name. Exotic. Number four. All right, guys, coming in at number four for me, I'm going to take it back to my childhood. You know, most of us grew up in the heyday of the early 90s when Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, the Chicago Bulls were king of the NBA. Some of my first memories of childhood is, is literally watching those NBA finals. I remember when my brother was born in 92, I believe they were playing the Sonics that year. And just my first memories of TV are watching the Chicago Bulls. It's funny to live in upstate South Carolina and you get the Bulls and you get the Cubs. And so you have a lot to watch. But for me, give me Benny the Bull coming at number four. These are going to feel like pretty, you know, chalk type picks, but he's just one of the first mascots that I really remember. And, you know, growing up a fan of Jordan and Pippen and Rodman uh, just kind of brings back a little bit of nostalgia there. So, you know, originated in 69 Give me Benny the Bull coming in at number four. Love it. Good pick, CG. Classic, classic one. I think the NBA's got some overlooked, underrated mascots out there. So I like that yeah. pick as well. Agreed. Agreed. All right. I didn't think this would, would happen at all, but it's already happened and we haven't even gotten into our top three. We do have a repeat. It's Marco the Bison for Marshall. I mean, just a solid mascot. Like <laughs> – I was seeing a bunch of pictures of Marshall basketball and you just have this bison with a basketball Jersey on running the like the sidelines. It's hilarious. So I, you know, I don't know, know anything about him, but I just liked him. So I picked him. So Marco, the bison coming in at number four. I think we're going to have some similar lists to be honest. It wouldn't. Yeah. 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 If it's good, it's good. Hey, you know, that's a perfect transition into my fourth pick. I don't have a bison, but I do have a buffalo. So we're going University of Colorado. We got Ralphie the Buffalo. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ralphie the Buffalo currently on Ralphie number six. All right. So check this out. Here's how Ralphie the Buffalo made its way onto the sideline. And as the the intro, I guess, leading the, the team onto the field for the Colorado Buffalo football team. Back in 1934, some students rented a Buffalo for $25 for the Buffalo to stand on the sideline during the football game. 1934. Obviously, Colorado wins the football game. They win seven to nothing. They're like, man, we got to have a Buffalo on the sideline every single game. Right. So that's how Ralphie the Buffalo got started. Now, 
when I hear Ralphie the Buffalo, I'm thinking we got a male Buffalo here, but apparently male Buffaloes can be a little bit more aggressive than female Buffaloes. And so therefore Ralphie is actually a female. She's only 500 pounds. And so the five dudes, they call them handlers that are running out there with her can kind of handle her a little bit better. So there we go. Ralphie the Buffalo, this memory goes all the way back to the day after Thanksgiving when Nebraska and Colorado played on the Friday after Thanksgiving every single year. That's my memory of Colorado football and Ralphie the Buffalo. What I love is, you know, being a a professor like yourself, Kevin, is that your research got pretty deep into like the the geography or the the books of Buffalo. I like that, man. Very – very specific. I like how you. it's the sixth one, you know, RIP, T's and P's to the other five. Hey, big thanks to Wikipedia. Appreciate you guys throwing some info out there. Kevin, you don't have to cite your sources. All right, my bad. Seven nothing's a real barn burner, too. Oh, yeah. Well, Kevin, when did you grow up again? Was that the late 60s? Yeah, I was there at that game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, me. Uh, I kind of went a little bit team-specific with this one. And a little shout-out to my, my California days. Long Beach State, their baseball team, their mm-hmm. name is the Dirt, the Dirt Bags, which <laughs> is pretty fantastic for a baseball team, I think. Love it. Love That's it. amazing. I think, That's all of, <laughs> I think all those small Southern Cal schools out there just have the coolest names. You know, we were talking yeah. about this and and – the text thread today, like which school is it? Is it Santa Cruz? That's the bananas, banana slugs. Correct. Yep. Man, love that. Hey, your alma yeah, mater, the start. waves. I mean, that's a cool, yeah. that's a cool mascot name in my opinion. Yeah, they're cool. The only problem is you, you never really had anything to cheer for because um, they never were that good. Unfortunately, <laughs> the baseball team, their baseball team is really good. Their basketball team this year, bottom of the table in the West Coast Conference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, coming in at number four for me, I'm, I'm probably the first one. Obviously, I'm the first one getting this one off the board. I think it'll be back. I'm going with Chief Osceola and Renegade at Florida State. Full transparency, I mean, this probably deserves to be higher, but you know, I've gone through extreme periods of disdain for Florida State and just wasn't going to rank them any higher than fourth. I have seen this, you know, numerous times um, in Tallahassee. At football games, I mean, one of the cooler entrances in the sport for sure. But Chief Osceola and Renegade at number four. About that, I did. I didn't know when I was texting in the thread earlier, Colin, that that would actually be one of your picks. I didn't. I didn't know your appreciation for it. So, how about that? I'd leave it off for sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, for the theater of college football, there's there's nothing too much more exciting than when you get a packed house down there and everybody's doing the. Chop, chop. There we go. Hey. When everybody's doing the the tomahawk chop, man, and Osceola comes out there and just drives that spear at the fifty yard line. That's pretty exciting stuff. I can feel that in my plums every time he plants that thing in the ground. You know. There you go. <laughs> number three. All right, guys, coming in at number three for me. I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I'm originally born and raised in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Moved down here when I was five, but my family's got ties to the Philadelphia area. My dad's a diehard, every Philly sport out there. Thanks to James Harden, they might have a reason to care this year about the NBA playoffs. 
But let's go to Major League Baseball. Unlike Brant, I'm not afraid to tap in to the well for my mascots here. And I gots to go with everybody's favorite Philly fanatic with the PH. This guy's wild. He's crazy. He is a bird that doesn't fly. He is described as a big green. I don't know. It's not a very flattering. I thought he was an anteater for a while because of his giant nose. Um, But I will say what they do with him, like, the the do rags the socks the the cleats that Bryce Harper has come out with with like the Philly fanatic on it has been pretty freaking amazing I love the energy that he brings again it's kind of a nostalgic hometown thing for me also the show it's always sunny in Philadelphia huge fan they actually call it the Philly frenetic because I guess they can't use the actual term fanatic so uh love love that reference in the show and, and I think in pop culture in general I think the Philly fanatic is just up there for me so give me the philly fanatic at number three i like it hate the, it but whatever. the green the green blooper <laughs> hated it <laughs> yeah, yeah I like that's it. a that's a good comparison the green blooper yeah, yeah i agree but hey fanatic was has been around a lot longer than blooper yeah just that name recognition i mean honestly when we went mascots right philly fanatics one of the first things yeah. that pop in my mind so all right, so like uh, Christian's number three, when you think of mascots, you think of Philly Fanatic. So I think when you think of college football mascots, you probably in the top two or three, you think of Sparty. So that's going to be my number three, Michigan State Spartans. It's Sparty, the prominent chin. I mean, he's just a cool mascot, the big helmet. So had to had to pull him into my list here at number three. He's coming at number three, Sparty. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, you definitely think about him, especially in basketball. I think I think about him a lot, too. That's a good one. It's prominent. I mean, hey, I, I hate most of Big Ten schools, but, you know, I'll allow it. Great college town. Good fan of Michigan State. Yeah, I like the look of that mascot very much. All right, here we go. Coming in at number three for me, Christian, we're going back to the NBA well here, man. This is just straight-up nostalgia for me. So there was a period in my life where I actually was a big Phoenix Suns fan, okay? And this was back during the Charles Barkley days. Love me some Barkley, playing for the Suns, that whole crew. Anyways, if you are familiar with their mascot, it is Go the Gorilla, Okay, just the inventor of the trampoline dunks, just absolutely throwing hammers down at the beginning of the fourth quarter, racing to the top of the arena stairs to the Rocky theme song, picking fun at the New York Knicks every chance he gets. I mean, just a really funny mascot. And check this out, man. ESPN actually did a documentary on it's it was called The Origin of Species, and it was about all these different mascot animals. And on this particular documentary, ESPN actually says that the that Go the Gorilla is the best there is, the best there was, the best there will ever be. He is the Michael Jordan of mascots. Now, I don't know if we can call him Michael Jordan of mascots, but that's pretty high praise, obviously, coming from ESPN. And I thought this was actually pretty funny. He was inducted to the inaugural Mascot Hall of Fame. I had no idea that there was a Mascot Hall of Fame, but the inaugural class of the mascot hall of fame back in 05 included go the gorilla. And they said that he was from, here we go. Here's some puns for you. Harry Truman. Hi. Okay. He was born in monkey West, Florida. Got that. And here we go. South Carolina boy. He attended 
Fur Man University. Y'all got that? Here we go. Go to Gorilla number three. Yep. Hey, I like that pick because, like you said, the Hall of Fame, he joins the Philly Fanatic in that 2005 Hall of Fame class. But I think he didn't even come into the league until, what, the 80s. Like, they didn't have a mascot for a while. And then they tried, like, was it like a sunflower or some kind of sun or something stupid? Like, I I, I don't even know, right? The gorilla, like, it, it didn't make sense, but it's amazing. And like you said, the trampoline dunks, the crazy antics. Love that one, Kev. Okay, so, yeah, so this is kind of random, but I was just thinking of like places that I would love to call a game at that I've never been able to. And I always remember growing up seeing, watching college football, seeing this blue and orange field out there in Boise, Idaho. And so I went with Buster Bronco just because, number one, he's, he's got like, I don't know if you've ever seen the pictures of Buster, but he's got these enormous eyes. It's just kind of weird, but that field was always cool to me. So I went with Buster Bronco. Love the field. Absolutely amazing. I've actually had the pleasure, I guess, the privilege to, of being out there and seeing a game on that field. And on TV, I don't think it looks very good, but in person it definitely does. But Buster the Bronco, man, that's off yeah. the grid. That's one that's that's one that never yep. even graced my thoughts today. Yep, we went we went left field today. I like it. solid pick number three for me is a repeat i'm not going to waste a ton of time here but i'm going bevo university of texas i think kevin had that on the list just what a mammoth creature i mean just mammoth yeah i I mean you guys are kind of sucking up to kelly mcgramlick right now i think is that right yeah 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 yeah. that's right that's exactly what we're doing yeah big texas longhorn fan right yeah Hey, By the way, is Big Al going to make an appearance? I know how much you guys must love Alabama. Mm. I don't think so. I don't know. There's still a couple picks left. I, we'll see if there's time. I don't know. Uh, if there's yeah. time. Number two. All right, guys. So coming at number two for me, this is taking it back to another one of those childhood teams. You know, growing up here in upstate South Carolina, we we're very close to ACC basketball in its prime, especially in the early 90s. And for you guys that, that know me, even though I'm a Clemson grad, you know that there's that that blue and white affinity and there's that guy who's on that the horizon right now of maybe his final game at a certain place Saturday night. And so there's a little bit of nostalgia feel here for me. And, you know, I'm probably going to go to hell for this one, Kevin, but it's the Blue Devil all the way from Durham, North Carolina, Krzyzewskiville. There's nothing worse to opposing fans than not just the, the people in your face, the Cameron Crazies. They could be their own mascot. But give me the Blue Devil himself, man, rocking the jersey. You know, he's just – he's a devil. It is what it is. And honestly, I think they actually made him look like Coach Krzyzewski, right? Like that's how they, they made his face, right? So, you know, to me, it just kind of fits right in, hand in hand, and – you know, lucky enough, I got to see the goat himself, Clemson, a few weeks back, and uh, you know what I would give for a nice ACC championship and maybe another uh, national, you know, championship under the belt before he uh, before he goes on to pass the reins over to Shire. So give me the Blue Devil at number two. Whatever is the most heartbreaking way for him to end his career, I hope that's what happens. <laughs> Listen, that is that's trash Shut pick. Up. Yeah, trash pick. Hoping for a. I don't know. What seed are they going to get in the tournament this year? A two seed? One. 
They're they might get a one right. now. I mean, if All they right. finish good, they well, let's, they're going to be let's go Coppin State or Florida Gulf, Gulf Coast. Whoever it is that's going to end up playing them. Not this year, Kev Bot. That would be that would be fantastic. <laughs> it would. What a way to go out. Get out. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. I know you like the Blue Devils, man, but come on, fine. That's it's a cool-looking mascot. If you put a cape and a pitchfork in Mike's hands, you got the mascot. That's the beauty of it. Oh, yeah, you kind of do. All right, my number two is a repeat, but it is – I mean, it's one of those mascots that, to me, when you think about early 90s basketball, you think about Benny the Bull. I mean, you think about Benny the Bull and Rodman and the best to ever lace it up, Michael Jordan and Pippen. I mean, you got to throw Benny the Bull in with those guys. I mean, because he's just everywhere. So, I had to throw him in here at number two, Benny the Bull. Did he have a nose ring or am I just imagining that? I think he's in some iterations of Benny the yeah. Bull, he's had a little. Okay. Point he did. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. that I was imagining that, but that was like the hardcore Benny the Bull. With yeah. the he's type he's thing. been on, he's been right. on Chicago sideline since 1969. He's been around a while. Wow. Good All right. year, right, Kevin? Uh, yes. Yes. That's right. Number one hit was Led Zeppelin Stairway to Heaven, probably. I don't know. Probably, <laughs> probably probably close. I don't know. All right, here we go. Coming in at number two, Brant, you mentioned him earlier, but due to your boycott, which I, I respect, you're not going to throw him in there. It's going to be blooper brave, right? I mean, we're all huge. Sam, I don't know about you, but we're all huge, huge Atlanta Braves fans. We love the Bravos, always have, always will. Anyways, blooper brave, man, if you ever see him in person at a Braves game, just absolutely hilarious. I mean, his dance moves are just (laughs) incredible. Just keeps you laughing, keeps you entertained. His Twitter account is very, very funny. Highly recommend if you go look that up. He's actually got a, a blue check. Anyways. Yeah, started in 2018, replaced Homer of the Brave. And, man, that was a good replacement that the Braves actually made. So we got blooper brave coming in at number two. Love it. Shout out to his feud with Barstool Big Cat. It's a, it's a hilarious <laughs> feud. They were going at it. Yeah, yeah they I were. Remember that. Yeah, my number two, I mentioned it earlier, but I did get my start in minor league baseball. And I played, or didn't play, broadcast the game for the Richmond Flying Squirrels, which is a double A affiliate for the San Francisco Giants. So nod to my friends down there in Richmond. Uh, always appreciative of what they were able to do for my start. But, I mean, the Flying Squirrels is just overall an interesting mascot. So, like, indulge me for a second. Like, at the end of a series, I would say, all right, Richmond Flying Squirrels lose three out of four to the Hartford Yard Goats. Coming up next, the Binghamton Rumble Ponies on Tuesday. <laughs> you know, just kind of oh, interesting. Man. That is. I'll that never is serious. That. <laughs> I th- you know that's half of the the fun of minor league baseball my wife and and kids and i we we enjoy taking random road trips all over the place and if we get a chance to if we're coming through a little small town and they got a a random minor league team man we're we're pulling in if we happen to to be staying there for the night and i love hearing those names man the richmond flying squirrels i mean come on playing the yard goats it doesn't get any better than that with a with a big slice of bacon going across the front of the jersey like colin likes yeah yeah <laughs> all right number two for me i believe kevin had this uh a repeat 
I'm going with Ralphie from the University of Colorado. I actually got to see this in person in 2005 at the Champ Sports Bowl. First appeared in 1966, but there were some uh, instances of it dating all the way back to 1934 when students rented a calf for one of the games. Uh, and so it had dated back as, as early as the 30s in some capacity. But Ralphie, man, what a what a wild entrance and, and dude to have on the sidelines. How about that? Brant, is this not classic Colin right here that, you know, when I go through this whole 1934 spill about renting, <laughs> renting a Buffalo on the sideline, you know, when other people are talking, Colin is just <laughs> not paying attention. I mean, this is classic <laughs> Colin <laughs> to a dang T. Colin's nah, a classic class act. He's texting and he's surprised that we're live doing a podcast That's right. right now. There's no Some doubt. of it is prepping. In show, you know about that, Brent. Listen, we haven't had hail in South Carolina in about five years, buddy. I mean, you can't go sell. He's been making memes about your son all day, Kevin. Yeah, I know, which is you know again disturbing. <laughs> oh man, come on, Colin, get it together. All right, fellas, number one. All right, guys, for my number one pick, I'm actually going to switch over from whatever field turf gridiron I was on to another form of arena place to play this sport. When you think of Philadelphia. Okay. So let's take it back to my roots again, guys. Okay. I think of four H's. Okay. Right now in the city, I think of Harper. I think of Hertz. I think of Harden. And then later that night after a cheesesteak, I think of hockey. And so for my number one, I don't know why, when you guys said mascots, the first thing that popped into my head was Gritty, the Flyers mascot, who has only been around since 2018. He's a seven foot orange, hairy creature. He don't even know what he is. I think he's got some relation to the Philly fanatic probably, but this guy immediately burst onto the scene less than four years ago has been on all kinds of ESPN commercials. I think came on like the Jimmy Fallon show. He's been in like pop culture everywhere. I've got a sticker of him on my Yeti cooler. I just think this guy's cool, man. So like when I think of like mascots and cool and different, Honestly, it blew me away. I guess I haven't really watched Flyer hockey since like Eric Lindros in the 90s. So when I found out that Gritty was only the mascot since literally 2018, I kind of was mad at myself. So maybe I'll be, you know, catching some more games on the ice. So uh, give me Gritty at number one, Philadelphia Flyers. Like they really burst onto the scene like very recently, and it was like a, like a hot jump to the top of the charts there. Yeah, it's pretty wild to think. Like it was – he took over the, the world. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So I'm here for it. I, I'd never heard of the guy until literally 30 seconds ago when you when you mentioned <laughs> it. So I just go on a, Wikipedia, check it out. Well, I did. I did. I just took a look at him and I mean, come on. He looks like somebody that he could hang in. He looks like he and Peter Pete would be hanging out with each other. Kevin, are you, you t- you've never heard of this mascot ever? Well, I mean, it's it, it's not like he's Philly the fanatic here. Christian just said he's you know, came out in 2018. No, I've this never heard is, of this guy. He looks psychotic. He's been. He's got the googly eyes. Guy. He's on meth. I think it's, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan just of just because of the look. I mean, look at you're that. a fan addict. 
Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yes. I see what you did there, buddy. Right. Christian, I like that pick. I like the pick. Staying true to Philly. I like it. Not mad about it. So here, uh, number one, this is going to surprise no one, um, <laughs> is Hugo the Hornet. Uh, oh, give yeah. Me Hugo the Hornet. I had to live through I don't know how many awful years with Rufus Lynx, which was the Charlotte Bobcats uh, mm, mascot. So bad. I was so happy in 2014 <laughs> when when Rufus Lynx got you know probably put out to pasture somewhere, um, and and Hugo got the to Charlotte. Yes. So me, Peter. <laughs> give give me give me Hugo the Hornet. A lot of people think that Hugo was named after the hurricane. He was not. Her, uh, Hugo came around in 88, the year before big hurricane Hugo. I want to set the record straight there. My Bobcat, or, well, gosh, here I go. My Bobcats, my <laughs> Hornets, my Hornets are trying to scrap back to 500, hoping to make the playoffs this year. We, we shall see. So Hugo the Hornet, number one. Brand, I like it. I, when you said Benny the Bull, I was like, what about Hugo? But I, I knew he was coming and I knew you, you'd make Ashley proud. Shamati. Oh, I know. Shout out to Miss NBA. Yeah. Miss NBA. Yes. That's right. Hey, respect, man. Respect. Just loyalty, your Hornets through and through, man. Absolutely. Hey, and is there a better looking logo on an old school 90s pullover starter jacket yep. than a big old starter Hornets? jacket? Yeah. Ooh, man. There's Talk pretty. Man, get some teal, get some purple. Love it. It's good stuff. All right. Like the pick, man. Here we go. Coming in at number one is also a repeat. We're going Chief Osceola. And what's the horse's name again? I'm sorry. Uh, Renegade. Renegade. Yes. Chief Osceola and Renegade. Colin's spoken about it already, but absolutely love it. Got to see that in person a couple times. You know, really just dig that whole theater of, of Florida State home football games. Man, everybody getting into it, doing the tomahawk chop like we've talked about. The band's just blaring, which, you know, side note here, if we ever rank our favorite college bands of all time i mean florida state may be maybe getting a number one spot man incredible band when you got chief osceola lighting that spear on fire and slamming it down at the 50 yard line gets you pretty hyped so number one chief osceola and renegade of the florida state seminoles how about that is there a little bit of i don't know when this when we thought about this list that you know clemson never even came to mind because like we don't have that kind of flair. We have if the rock and the hill was a mascot, it might be included. But yeah, I agree with that. Okay. I mean, I like I think the tiger is a, a fine mascot, but yeah, definitely yeah. not. Pretty good at push-ups, think, uh, just not good. intimidating. Sorry, I'm good at push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Number one for me, again, just kind of a baseball background. Uh, I live in New York City. So I will have to go with Mr. Met as one of the more iconic mascots uh, that there is. Um, I mean, the, the man's head is literally a baseball. So Mr. Matt is always a, always a solid pet. Yeah. Now, is that your team? Are you a Mets guy? Uh, no, I, I, grew, I grew up a Red Sox fan. Uh, okay. But a lot of my friends are Mets fans, and it's always enjoyable when you have a lot of Mets, you know, fans uh friends that are Mets fans simply because they're always just you know miserable all the miserable. time so yeah about yeah. June so that's really fun. the misery sets in yeah I, would, I mean you could even say spring training it's kind yeah. of like uh it's it's like the uh the fans in the movie major league yeah yes yes <laughs> they know what's coming 
I like Mr. Met there. I, I think, like you said, the baseball head, you, know, you think of the Cincinnati yeah. Reds. I think any of those mascots that are that are like that, there's something cool about that. You know, it's an iconic. When you said Mr. Met in my head, I started singing that meet the Mets, that, <laughs> that song right there. Yeah. I know Colin's excited about that. You know, he's a little bit of a he's a big Braves fan now. I'll give him that, but yeah. he's a he's a little bit of a closet, closet Mets fan man. too. No doubt about it. Well, he's a Seinfeld guy, right? So that I mean, makes sense. I mean, I'm pretty sure that if Freddie does not re-sign with the Braves, Colin's probably hoping that he signs with the Mets. He's got to re-sign. He's got to re-sign. Sam, Sam, this is this dates back a number <laughs> of years over just simply enjoying uh, the purchase of random gear at stadiums. I can uh, assure you that Kevin has has worn numerous MLB hats over the years, but we don't uh, we don't hear the same criticism for him. So, um, so it's one sided that. It is. Absolutely. It's only going one way. Okay. Hey, well, speaking of Mr. Matt, I think we can all universally say we want to bring back bullpen cards, right? I mean. Bullpen cards need to come gotta, back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to bring that back. That should be in, that should be in the, uh, the new agreement if they ever come to it. <laughs> right next to the 14-team playoff, you'll have the bullpen card. Yes. Cool. Yes. Was, was it Danny Wexelman? Or Alexa Dat Sam, when we had them on, we actually ranked MLB stadiums. Was yeah. I think one of them Danny, chose City Field as their number one field. I think yeah, one of them picked it as yeah, yeah. They were talking it's about how nice great it was. Spot. Yeah, that's a great stadium. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. Coming in at number one for me, I'm going way off the grid here, and I thought this could make an appearance from from one of the pickers. But it did not. Uh, it was a sigh of relief when Brant cleared his number one pick. I'm going with the only one of these in the country, the Devil Dogs of Travelers Rest High School. Brant and my alma mater, oh, wow. uh, dubbed by Dean Chico Bowling, a former World War II Marine, uh, when he uh, founded the high school athletics programs in about 49 or 50, naming them the Devil Dogs. Wow. I mean, great pick. I'm speechless. I didn't see that coming. I did not see There's that something coming. about this Devil Dogs team. Colin, this is two weeks in a row now that your number ones have been local picks, and I did not <laughs> see them coming. Keep it local. I like it, Colin. Dude, eat, I, eat local, baby. I love the pick. Was not even thinking that way. Super clever, off the grid. And it is a solid, solid mascot. There's no doubt about it. It's a farm that. to table pick right there. Hey, um, Colin, who is our guy? Who is our guy from ESPN? That's a Devil Dog graduate. What's his name? Ryan McGee. Ryan McGee. There yeah. we go. That's a he's a TR Devil Dog. Okay. I heard that, going. man. That was fun. Let's do a quick, quick review, and then I'd like to hit maybe some of those just missing the cut. All right, CG coming at number five. You had Traveler of the USC Trojans. You also got Benny, the Bull, Philly Fanatic, the Blue Devil of Duke, and then you got Gritty of the Philadelphia Flyers. Brant, number five, you had Pater, Pete of UTEP. You had Marco, the Bison, coming at number four. Number three, you had Sparty. Number two, Benny, the Bull, and number one, Hugo, the Hornet. Coming at number five for me, I had Bevo of the Texas Longhorns. Number four, Ralphie, the Buffalo. Number three, Go, the Gorilla of the Phoenix Suns. Number two, Blooper Brave. And number one, Chief Osceola and Renegade. 
And then Sam coming at number five, you had the Hartford Yard Goats, little minor league baseball team. Number four, the Long Beach State Dirtbags. Number three, Buster the Bronco of Boise State. Number two, the Richmond Flying Squirrels. And number one, Mr. Met. And Colin coming at number five, you had Marshall Thundering Herds, Marco the Bison. Number four, Chief Osceola and Renegade. Number three, Bevo. Number two, Ralphie. And then number one, probably the pick of the week the most off the grid, but coolest pick the TR devil dogs <laughs> like that, man. Hey, so what were some of those that almost made you guys's list, but just, just fell short. I considered the Reno aces always uh, have kind of liked that pod listener, Taylor Harbin spent some time in Reno with the aces. Always kind of liked them since then, just kind of a cool logo and, and mascot there. Yeah, I like that. A couple couple weird ones here. So anybody know what the Wichita Steak Shockers mascot is? All right. It's this yeah, big I do. He's like a weird yellow looking he's a, thing. Yeah, he's like shot. a it's called <laughs> yeah, it's called that's right. He's called Woo Shock. Okay, Woo Shock. And he's an eight foot big piece of grain. All right, that's what he is. A uh a, a shocker grain. I don't know, man. And then also <laughs> How about Pepperdine's old school, old school mascot Willie the Wave? Right? Yeah, that'll 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 bring you nightmares. Yeah, that's a scary looking wave. They made him look nice. No doubt, man. He looks like a cartoon character. And then also Billy the Warrior, who's no longer doing any, you know, tribal dances or whatever before the Hawaii football games. But Billy the Warrior, uh, back when he used to get get the team pretty hype. So, yeah, I like that. I had kind of on my list, and you'll see a lot of my picks were kind of, you know, either my schools, my hometown, or another school that, you know, I follow closely. My wife went to University of Central Florida, and right now they have Nitro, which is pretty cool, but they also have a Pegasus. So I kind of compare it to, like, Auburn, which is funny that now Gus Malzahn coaches at UCF, another school with, like, two mascots. So sometimes, I mean, you'll see Nitro, a knight who's golden, the Golden Knights, in the stands, but then you also, on the sleeves of their jersey, will see the Pegasus. But then before that, in 1969, they had this astronaut-looking thing from the Jetsons, you would know that, Kevin, um, called Citronaut. And that was back when they were known as FTU back in 1969. So it's kind of weird. It's cool to see the progression and a school that technically had like three mascots. Hey, I like it, man. Hey, and the Jetsons, that's a solid cartoon. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, I'm a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Shout out to Stomper, the Oakland Athletics uh, elephant mascot. Lou Seal, the giant, San Francisco Giants mascot. Mm. Also, lastly, Screech, the Washington Nationals mascot, which is an eagle with a that wears a baseball cap. Oh, I like that. Oh, wow. I thought you meant Dustin Diamond. I, rest, I, in I, peace. Oh, rest in peace. I lifted, <laughs> I lifted boycott for the for the for this wow. one. few cool ones there. I'll uh, I had some I had some honorable mentions, but continuing kind of on the minor league side, Jacksonville jumbo shrimp, kind of ridiculous. Yes. Um, New Orleans baby cakes. Um, those are both nice, affiliates yeah. of the Miami Marlins. So they're two for two there. Delaware, the fighting blue hens, always a solid one. Oh, yeah. Um, Louisiana raging Cajuns, really solid. And then I think, I mean, much larger picture, but definitely out of the box when you think of like 
mascots, fictitious, like, you know, fictitious figures in sports, like, like Bob Euchre, like just the best kind of fictitious broadcaster. So as far as like a broadcaster mascot, like Bob Euchre is the best. And only in major league though. Oh yeah, no doubt. Great. You know, how about the mascots that are like full on, like their stories, like the university of Florida has like a husband wife combo of yeah. gators like that's just like who thought of this stuff i mean NC that's like saying nc state right and then you got yeah lucille has a wife to the san francisco giants yeah listen as we close out obviously we want to just thank sam appreciate you coming on so very very much man it was an honor having you to come on the the power five podcast and you are now officially a friend of the pod man you're welcome back at any time we had a good time you know it sounds like we need to have a future episode of minor league baseball teams right we just need to have a top five minor league baseball episode and since you're obviously yeah. the professional in that in that realm uh, you need to come on back and and maybe we can do a top five of that sometime love that love that there's two there's too many you might have to expand it do two episodes because yeah. you know you don't you can't do 10 so that's you right. have to do two five but, <laughs> that's uh, all right I like it. Well, tell everybody where they can find you, man, what you're doing. And yeah, we really appreciate you coming on. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm not a huge social media person, so please don't find me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't even know my handle, my like Twitter handle. I think it's at Sam underscore Ravage, I think. I believe that's uh, I'm correct. I'm really bad at, at social media. So, but no, we're doing, uh, we got women's college basketball. I'm uh, looking forward to the end of the season right now should be exciting. And then we start college baseball, which, you know, might be the only baseball that people are going to be able to watch. So come on over and uh, yeah. uh, find us on the ACC network, SEC network, and hopefully we'll have some good times over there. Let us know if you can. Like yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thanks so much for our listeners. Share us out, download us, man. We, we couldn't do it without you. And uh, as we close off, we want to wish a very happy birthday to Jenna Fisher, turns 48, Brian Cranston, turning 66, and Christian's favorite, Laura Prepon, turning 42 years old today, man. Happy birthdays to those. We got episode 60 coming out next week. Big milestone episode. Looking forward to that. Don't quite know what we're ranking, but we'll be back. Certainly uh, ranking something. So until then. Say goodnight, Kevin. Oh.